The subject on tonight is the finest hour of the church. I thought your pastor was going to get all up in my notes Sunday. I started to pull his coattail. The finest hour of the church. Amen. We are in a season where the true church must make a stand against false teaching and false promises. This is the critical hour of salvation due to the display of weakness in our Christian walk with God. Even Jesus had to speak some hard things to his followers to, point, to the point that some turned away from him and went back. And he asked the twelve, will you also go? And his, his disciples replied, where or whom shall we go? You have the way of eternal life. This is the greatest hour for the church to put on strength to help someone be snatched out of the hands of the enemy. We are in an hour where faith and the Holy Ghost must be the ultimate weapon of offense and defense of the saints in the church. We are quickly approaching a time of persecution of the righteous and your Holy Spirit must be in shape for the battle. We must be faithful, making every effort to remain right before the Lord in removing all hindrance that would dim our light in Jesus Christ. It may consist of people, it may consist of places and things, but for sure, something will get in your way. We must remain focused on the purpose of good works among men that glorify the Father that is in heaven. When you are illuminated, when you are an illuminated light in Christ, the enemy assigns somebody to throw water on your fire, to put your light out because he knows someone will see your light and follow you to the true source of your light. We need a clear understanding that we are, we are not the bride of Christ. That decision has already been made. That's, is, that's settled in heaven and will not be altered any kind of way. This marriage is for eternity and you and I will receive an invitation to the wedding. The great city the holy Jerusalem, New Jerusalem sent down from heaven is the bride of Christ. Our finest hour is to be invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We got to get the invitation. The church is already built. Come on now. He said, 
our finest hour is to be invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb to become a citizen of the new and great city. Our light must shine for verification that you have an, an invitation to this great wedding known unto man. The greatest wedding known unto man. When that day of marriage festivities are completed, we become spiritually married to Christ. And between earth and glory, we shall change in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Which is when we come, become part of the bride. Being a part of the true church has great and rewarding promises. But we must run on to see what the end is going to be. We will not know what it's like until we get there. Our task and work is to get there. The purpose of all good works among the believers is to glorify the Father in heaven. Remember, down in Egypt, the finest hour for the people of God is when the Egyptians suffered many of plagues sent by God. When the children of Israel flourished in the land of Goshen, yet they displayed and, and, under, and never made it to the promised land. Therefore, don't let a root of bitterness and unbelief spring up in you and you miss the promise left for you in Christ Jesus. It's amazing, ain't it? Down in Goshen, they had all the benefits of God being with them. But then you don't make it to the promised land. Huh? You had all the benefits. All the plagues hit the land of Egypt. And Goshen was in the land of Egypt. But Goshen didn't receive any of the plagues at all. And they constantly flourished. Amen. But yet still, they missed the promised land. Hmm. Because they displeased God. Wow. That's a testimony left to us. That the nation of Israel displeased God and didn't make it to the promised land. After the promise was waited upon them for 400 years. And when God came to make the promise good, one but two able to see the promise. Wow. Out of millions, one but two able to make it to the promise. So I guess we need to stop taking God for granted. Let's go to John chapter 1 right quick. We'll read 
1 through 14, and then we'll back up a little bit. Amen. Let's begin reading at the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and he knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believed on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the world was, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hmm. The word was God in the beginning. And nothing came into existence until God spoke to it. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that God can speak to our situation and make it change? That all he had to do is speak a word? But he won't speak a word. Wait a minute, I've got to tell you something. He won't speak a word against your heart. Mm. He ain't going to speak nothing that your heart don't want. Wow. We'll say help with our mouth, but is it that you, your heart really won't help? Because guess what? God going to look at what can, what's in your heart and not what's coming out your mouth. So, God is the very source of life and the very light of men. We didn't know light until we knew God. Everything we knew was darkness. Everything we knew was wrong. Come on, somebody. Everything we knew was natural. It didn't always have to be wrong, but it was natural. Naturally passed down to you. From your parents, from your foreparents, somebody passed some knowledge down to you that you relied on till you found out what the truth was. Am I in the right place? <coughs> the very in intellect or intelligence of a man that comes from God has got to be by light. The righteousness of God appeared in a crooked and perverse world and darkness has not suppressed it yet. 
When light came, darkness could not suppress the light. The light has been here ever since. Amen. Some may not accept the light, but it don't make the light less shining because you don't accept it. Because guess what? He's shining in somebody's light. Amen. So, so God sent a man for a testimony and a witness to bring us to the light of God. Huh? The light of God's living word, which was Jesus Christ. John always told him, he that cometh after me is preferred before me. When he seen him come, he said, behold, the Lamb of God that take away the sins of the world. He always pointed his word that he witnessed to the light that was to come to man, that man can be saved. And that was Jesus Christ. Jesus was the world, Jesus was in the world, and the world came, Jesus was in the world, but the world knew him not. The world came into existence through him. Yet those that occupied the world didn't know him. Amen. When he came on the scene, all mostly he got was critics. When he came on the scene, all he was considered to be was a carpenter boy. When he came on the scene and anything good can come out of uh, Galilee. Amen. These are the critics that was thrown at him. They knew him not. His own people, the nation of Israel, rejected him. But then he turned around and said, but those that received him. Those that believed in him, those that trusted in him, those that cleaved to him. Guess what? He said, to him they saw a great light and became the children of God. God gave them power to become sons of God. Wow. So guess what? You know what that's saying? An adoption took place. An adoption took place to all those that believed and trusted in God because guess what? They took God at his word and they and, and they react to the word of God. Folks saying that they believe God but they are not reacting to the word of God. They believe God but they don't believe in the Holy Ghost. How can you believe in God you don't believe in the Holy Ghost? Come on somebody. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost they are one. So how can you believe in God and you don't believe in the Holy Ghost? That means that your belief is, it ain't true. Your belief don't, 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 it, it's not telling the truth. You're saying one thing, but you're reacting to another. It was not by race. It was not by uh, natural bloodline it was not by physical impulses it was not by human intention but because of God only that's the only way we got to know him it was because God drew us God said with love and kindness have I drawn you if God did not draw us we wouldn't know him
if God didn't make the, the initial move, come on somebody. God, look how long God, look how long God would have had to wait on us. 40, 50 years before we decided that we wanted to talk to God. 40, 50 years before we decided that we wanted to know God. If God had to wait on our initial move, he'd still be waiting. But because God drew us, come on somebody, that's how we came into the knowledge of the faith. It wasn't on our account. It wasn't on our own account. God did that thing. He put that motion in play. We became a product of what became the world's greatest history of the Bible. What do you mean? That over 2,000 years ago, the world became, the word became a human being. The world became, the word became flesh over 2,000 years ago. It was the greatest history known in the book. He took on a body. He lived among us. Isn't that amazing? He walked among them. Put your thing cap on just a minute. Because God didn't come like you thought he was going to come. But God didn't look like you thought he was going to look. Their God was walking amongst the nation of Israel. Wow. They always wanted to see God. And when God made himself lookable, they didn't accept it. Wow. How many times in your natural life that you was expecting for somebody to be looking one way when you finally seen them? What? You said that picture I saw of them was deceiving. Huh? <laughs> so here is a ruddy boy with, 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 with sandals on and then and working for his daddy as a carpenter kid, and they weren't going to accept him as being the Messiah. No way, Jose. This is, you know what? That's why they were saying, this is a false prophet. Had God walking with him, made God made himself lookable. Because in the spirit realm, nobody was able to look on God and live. And then they didn't rely on what the scripture said because they said that, that uh, the, the son was going to be born and they were going to call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. That was their scripture. But they didn't accept the word of God. So you got to watch what you say you believe and what you don't. That's why you need to make sure you get an understanding of the word of God. So that you won't miss out on which way God went. Huh? The whole, uh, the whole nation of Israel missed out on which way God went. When Jesus Christ came. They tried to kill him. Tried to throw him over mountains. And eventually they did kill him. 
But just think, they killed God. God allowed them to kill him in a human body. How are we killing him? Hmm. Are we killing him in unbelief? Are we killing him in unfaithfulness? Are we killing him without loving one another? How are we killing him? Hmm. They didn't recognize him. They did not recognize the glory of God that was full of grace and truth. And guess what? The only way that you are here today, it was because of grace showed up. Huh? It was God's grace and mercy that showed up. It's because of the mercies of God that we have not been consumed. Amen. And now you know what? We ought to have a better light about this day that we're in the finest hour of the church because guess what? We ain't been consumed. Grace show up every day for us. Come on, somebody. It ain't because of you that you got up this morning. Grace showed up for duty. Hmm. Go to Matthew chapter 4. Where's well, everybody? Matthew 16, Matthew 4, verses 16 and 17. Let's read those two verses, please. Saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadowed of death, light is sprung up. For that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, guess what? When you were sitting in darkness, God pointed a great light in your direction. At the time that you were unable to see, now you can see. <laughs> uh, huh? At the time we were blind, now God has given us sight. Come on, somebody. You know what? You see now more with your mind than you do with your eyes. Hello, somebody. You see more of the righteousness of God now in your mind than you ever knew all the days of your life. Why? Because we operated in darkness until that great light came. Huh? And guess what? And when that great light came, we was in the shadows of death. Death shadowed us, not light. 
Come on, somebody. We the people live in spiritual darkness. But God introduced us to a great light. It was not forced in you, but it shined on you that you may see your way to salvation. <coughs> because we lived in the land and in the shadows of spiritual and moral death. Now the light shined in darkness. That means God had our attention. And when God got our attention, the scripture said, then Jesus began to preach. Oh, you got to hear the preach word. Amen. There is no other way for you to get this unless you hear the preach word. Amen. What y'all having a party downstairs? The light shining in darkness, meaning that God had our attention, and Jesus began to preach repentance. Huh? He preached repentance. That means changing your inner man thinking. You gotta change the way you think. Amen. We have to get out of from thinking in our old ways and regret our past sinful life and seek God's purpose for our life because the kingdom of God has come. Mm, kingdom of God is here. Amen. We got to understand that the kingdom is here. Come on, somebody. So now that the kingdom of God is here, guess what? We have to get into another different realm than the realm that we was in. We got to get in the kingdom of God. Amen. And when we get in the kingdom of God, guess what? That's when the light starts shining bright. And you start seeing things differently. I was listening to Lamont's testimony Sunday night. From the time that he got here to the time that he is now, that now they see Lamont in a totally different light. Because he won't hang with what he used to hang with. And now they finding a hard time of understanding him. But guess what? God understands him well. And you got to get to the point that you realize that it's God that you need to get an understanding with. Not folks. Amen. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? Every tug going to have to stand on his own bottom. So then what happened? He started preaching repentance. He started preaching the word that everybody thinks is a dirty word, but it's a clean word. It's a cleaning agent. Come on, somebody. Once God see true repentance, guess what? He start working on your behalf. Start moving some stuff out your way. 
start bringing you in a little closer. Come on now. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16. Are we there? Let's look at what that said. 13 verse says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men put a light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father. Oh. Oh. So our light's supposed to be shining. Hmm. Check your batteries. <laughs> Find out. Is your bulb gone out? You know a light will shine. Even when it got weak batteries. But you can't get a good light out of it. Uh, you dim, and folks don't pay attention to dim lights. So check your batteries, check your spiritual batteries, and see do you need any replacement. Now, because you have become the salt of the earth, that's 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 that's, that's a big seasoning job there. It said of the earth, huh? And we know salt to be a preserver or a seasoner. Am I right? You have become what God will use to bring people to the light. Uh-uh. Hmm. Then you got to ask yourself, well, have I lost my salt? Have I lost my taste of anointing that God has placed on my life? Have I lost the word that I have been taught and heard and received and don't even know how to put it back out? Hmm. Or are you just comfortable with just passing folks in? Well, pray for them. When folks open a door of conversation, you're supposed to walk in it. If they open the door, that means you ain't breaking in. Am I right? If they open the door, you're supposed to walk in it. Huh? So I got a word for you. If it is nothing no more than what God did for you. Or did you forget what he did? Hmm. So you have to ask yourself the question. Did I? Has it been so long that I done forgot what God done for me? 
Did I ever remind myself of what God did for me? Have I forgot how God brought me out? Huh? Come on, somebody. Did I forget that God had to send somebody to hog tie me? Amen. They had to ruffle my feathers up so that I can get the word of God. Because you know, sometimes your feathers had to be ruffled. Come on now. I, I, go, I go over to Mother Young house and, and I, I wouldn't stay for five minutes because as soon as I get there, see, that's when we were staying on Adam Street now, y'all. Let me get that wrong. I get over there and the first thing she come up with was about the Lord. The mother, I was trying to get back home to my smoke and she was talking about the Lord. Sometimes the, the word of God come and rub you wrong. It rub you right, but you take it wrong. Let me put it that way. Because if it don't rub you, guess what? I tell you what. Next time you go home, just in case you got plans on taking a bath at night before you get up so you don't have to take it in the morning. When you get up, get in the bathtub or get in the shower. Stinky something. Well, what did he say, Takar? <laughs> he had some word that he put together. I know stinky was in there. <laughs> Amen. And without the word of God, we are stinky. Come on. And guess what? If you stay stinky long enough, you'll start smelling like you're dead. And anything that's dead needs to be buried. Amen. So therefore, if you have lost your taste, your purpose, what's good, and you have lost your purpose in God, Guess what? You need to go back and get that soap. You need to go back and you can find that soap in Psalms chapter 51. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew the right spirit within me. Wash me with his soap. Huh? Oh, you mean to tell me that the book of Psalms has the nerve to use soap in it? Wash me with his soap. And I shall be what? So if you lost your flavor, if you lost your 
your purpose, you done got off somewhere. Have you become, and you know what he said, have you become good for nothing in the sight of God? Have you examined, examined. That's what he's saying. The 13th verse said, the second half, I'm in Matthew 5, the second half of the 13th verse said, it is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trotten under the foot of men. You just good enough for a rug. You know what he's saying? Rob, you just ain't got good enough for folks to walk all on you. But I gave you power to walk up, Rob. <laughs> you was the season and you was the salt for them. But since you lost your salt, since you lost your season, you just came to be nothing but for them to walk on. Somebody walking on your salvation? Somebody walking on the truth that is in you? Because you done lost your season? You done lost your go-through? You done lost your purpose? Now this is the finest hour of the church. Church is supposed to be shining now. In this hour, the time we're living in, the church supposed to be standing tall. Because why you say that? Because the church is the only thing that the world going to be able to see some light in. Come on now. And know God. God said that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Pray that God send laborers to the harvest. He can't send them if they done lost their salt. You can't go if you ain't got no flavor. How you gonna how you gonna go out there and tell somebody, oh taste that the Lord is good. And you ain't tasting him no more. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. How you gonna tell somebody that if you ain't trusting in him? Oh taste and see. Mmm. What you gonna have on the table? You gotta give them something. You tell somebody old taste that you what you give on the table. You got to be giving them the taste the word of God. Because the word of God is what the true life is.
But look at me now. Yes, sir. And you can, you can stick your chest out when you say it. And, and, and by chance, if you still got a little step in it, you might get your little dance going on. You didn't need no music. All you need was the sound of the Holy Ghost. Look at me now. Huh? Come on, somebody. I ain't going to do it. Somebody might try to copy. <laughs> the car ain't, hey, man. Keep your wife quiet back there. So, you become good for nothing in the sight of God that people will walk on you saying you are a phony and a hypocrite. We the church is the light of Christ to the world. You and I is the only way they going to know Christ. Now guess what? How you going to stand before him if you ain't letting nobody know about him? Huh? How you going to stand before him if all he done found you talking about is foolishness? Hmm. We, the church, is the light. And we got to stand high above and not to be hidden, but to shine that somebody will know the truth. Now, is your light shining? Oh, you started flipping and ain't nothing coming on. Amen. Be like Miss Bean. We know our lights up to go out any time. We got we got flashlights all through the house. We're gonna pick up one somewhere. We ain't walking in no dark. Come on, somebody. Hey, and when the flashlight won't go on, we got the little candle light. We got batteries in it, so we 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 gonna make it through the night. Amen. So what are they seeing? Are they seeing that you are the light of the church? In this, somebody has got to see something in this hour. Whether it be on the job, come on, come on, in the street, in the store. You're going to come in contact with somebody. I don't believe that you're walking around in this world and ain't nobody saying nothing. At some point, somebody is striking up a conversation with you. At some point. If it ain't no more than
if we stay in tune like we are the light, he will give us something to say. Amen. So, your life must be put on exhibit so men can see the good things that God is doing in you and then, and then begin to glorify God. You are an epistle read and learned of men. Somebody ain't gonna open up that book, they're gonna try to read your book. The mom might not know it. So the light's on you. Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Until you do what I told you, get that bar of soap, the wash, uh, create it in me, and you got to take it right back to God. I said we ain't going to make no mistake on what I'm going to do. But we're going to have sense enough to know that we need to receive it. 
Lamont was trying to find out what else did I have at home. <laughs> Get the use out of that as long as you can. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16, will you please? Now, the previous one that we just come out of when I told you that you are epistles read and learned to read. Look in the, look in the world of Christianity now. How many of those lights can deal now? Some of them likes not just few members, but some of them likes with bishops and preachers and evangelists and come on somebody. But the light went out. Because somebody had been reading their book and then they found out that they was in the book. Don't let somebody read your book and find out you're not in the book. Thirteen through nineteen. Very notable passage of scripture. Let's read it, please. Matthew sixteen thirteen. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, "Who do men say that I, the Son of Man?" Look what they said. And they said, "Some said, Thou art John the Baptist." Some say Eliza, some said Jeremiah, and others the other prophet. He said unto him, them, Who say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Wait a minute, hold it. He said unto them, but Simon Peter was the only one that had enough gumption to stand up and answer. Mm. Because the scripture said, he said unto them. So he said it to all the one that he had called to be his disciple. So everybody else must wasn't sure. Wow. But Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my father would. If you ain't getting your information and news from heaven, you are operating in your own flesh. And a lot of the word of God been taught by natural spirits and not by the Peter did not 
Peter. Then he told him in the 18th verse, And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give thee the key of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be... Wow. Like Peter finna get some revelation, ain't it? Huh? When Jesus came on the scene and was publicly known when he asked his disciples who do the religious religious leaders he wasn't talking about nobody else because they didn't have a clue they wasn't waiting on him to come no way so the ones that had the word the Torah those that had the scrolls, they the one that was waiting on the Messiah. So he asked them, who do they say I was? Had to be religion leaders because they began to call him all kind of names. Elijah, Jeremiah, uh, or whatever the other prophets. So that's a sure indication that they were looking for him to come. They just didn't know how he was going to come. See, you always be looking for God one way, and God show up another way. Amen. Amen. So they was looking for something. I don't know what they were looking for, something to fall out of the sky miraculously with power that was shaking the earth and making a big scene. But he came in quietly. Came in quietly through the Virgin Mary. Sleeping in a manger. Huh? Sleeping with a donkey and a sheep. Huh? The king. Huh? You they were looking for the king to come that kind of way. Amen. But God know what he's doing. And we got to understand that God knows what he's doing. So then he tells Peter, your religious leaders and the people say, who do they say I am? And they called him all kinds of names because guess what? They called him all kinds of names without a revelation. And he was, the, he was the given, describing to Peter, I gave you a revelation of who I am. You got to make sure that you got a revelation of what you think God is saying. You got to have a revelation on what God is doing in your life because you looking one way and God moving another. Hmm. If without a revelation, we're going to all be wrong. What did he say? Without a vision, the people perish. Jesus asked Peter, well, who do y'all say I am? Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. In other words, you are the anointed one to come. 
the son of the living God. He said, Peter, you are blessed. You are fortunately and happy and having divine aid and honor to know this. In other words, Peter, did none of this come from you? Amen. So then he said, and uh, you didn't discover me, Peter. I discovered you. This revelation was shown unto you by God the Father, which is in heaven. This is not a random knowledge or a random act that you just happen to get this off the top of your head. Amen. However, God chose to bless you with this revelation of my deity. Jesus said, I will call your name Peter, which is a stone, which is a rock. Have you let Jesus change your name from your old name to your new name? Are you still wearing your old identification? Hmm. Is your identity different from when you were known as the life of the party? Huh? Oh, boy. Man, if they call me and Sister Bean by what we used to be called, we were life of the party. If there was a party going on, they said, let's go to the Bean's house. We were known for having a house party. And it would go on all night long. Amen. But we ain't identified by that name no more. Huh? You still can come to the house and we 